Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Hello, Fightful Faithful, and welcome to another episode of the uh, Fightful Sour Graps post-show after-party thingy deal that we do every Tuesday. It's more of a variety show than it is a straight-up review of the show, because if it was just a straight-up review of the show, it'd be kind of depressing. So we oh, like well, to inject a little fun into it. The creative and booking were bad, but the in-ring work was stellar. That's usually what we would. That would I be mean, the that's whole usually show. What we say. I don't know if we would. If we, would we say that today? I don't know. Uh, it the ring work was up and down. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. A roller coaster where the the really? high points are also pretty low. Uh you know what's not low? What's that? The SGS love that we have here. Yes, it the is. sour grabs love. That we have yep. from you guys. You can express that love in several ways. Alex, do you know how they can s- express One that One of the love? ways, you could do it like Jake Salazar did with a super chat. Who says, once again, I will be super chatting and getting my NXT 2.0 news from the greatest duo since Shaq and Kobe. Because I'll be damned before I watch 2.0. Well, there you go. Uh, Thank you, Jake Salazar. Yeah, today was one where, I'll be honest, watching bad wrestling is really fun sometimes. This was like this was not. This post show will be fun, but this oh, was. Yeah. This felt like I was doing like, complex mathematic equations to try yeah. and. Stay. I think I. I think I realize now why. Uh, why I, I think we've talked about this in hindsight. The Attitude Era not so great. Honestly, not so, not great. so great. In the moment, the reason why I had such a great time watching it was because I was watching it with a minimum of two other people. Sometimes it was like eight or ten other guys watching it because it was the thing to watch. And sure. if anything was bad, we would just riff on it to each other and it'd be a lot of a lot of fun. I can't like I, I had to watch this show tonight, Kate, by myself on my couch. Um, if I didn't have like this as an outlet afterwards. There's no way I wouldn't just have like gone up to the roof and jumped off at the end of the night. Like Braun Breaker taking a leap of faith. Hopefully there were no druids around to eat me. Alex, what the, what was that? But anyway, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats, and thumbs up on this video. Nothing matters. Everything is stupid on NXT. We we, we did a preview of what a super chat is from Jake Salazar. Um, you could also send in uh, a humper chat 
uh, like nerd guru sent in a humper chat at humperchats.com saying one or both of you will probably break tonight. So we will mourn the death on Kalex's sanity in the SGS properly. <sighs> we will. I don't think this broke us, but it did break us. You know, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. got to make sure you get that extra yeah. K in there. Alex, this was such a bad episode of quote-unquote wrestling, quote-unquote sports entertainment. Like, I just... It's like I'm tuning into a bad show one week, and then the next week I'm tuning into a different bad show. Like, nobody that we regularly see was in the ring tonight. Brad Breaker didn't fight. Cameron Grimes no. didn't fight. Mandy Rose didn't fight. No champions fought. Like it's it's such a bizarre thing, um, to just not like Diamond Mine wasn't on the show. Save one vignette. Um, everybody that they've been telling us is important is, I guess, not that important. Yeah. Um. Yes, I agree. Um. Like they There's... they don't tell us it through wins and losses, right? And so my thing has been like, okay, they do tell us it through through screen time. Yeah, yeah. Now they're not on screen. No, no, not on screen. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, I can't. I can't even. I can't even uh, begin to describe it. Um. Uh. Kate, three weeks ago was was uh, was NXT stand and deliver. Two weeks from now is spring breaking. Now, when they announced it, I thought they meant like spring break in. Like we're gonna break into somewhere and like maybe we're gonna like, I don't know, rob kidnap a your bank. dad. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Rob a bank, kidnap your dad, other vague crimes. I thought that's what they were doing, but it's not spring break in, it's spring breaking with yeah. only one K. They should which have is, actually. They is, should have. They should have done the two Ks. They should, they should have, have done, done the two Ks. Two point spring, spring breaking conjures up, you know, like movies about breakdancing. I guess maybe next year it'll be spring breaking two electric boogaloo. Maybe the maybe, maybe that's what that maybe that's what they'll do. Um, inners, insert clever username says a token of appreciation to the comedy bang bang of the wrestling community. You two are always a treat. Thank you. Hashtag hardest part of the narrative. <laughs> you know, when you get slammed on the apron, that's the hardest part of the narrative. That is the hardest part of the narrative. That is one of the funniest super chats that's ever been super chatted. Oh, you know, the Matt, outside. Matt Reichel says, I don't watch this 2.0, but I'm all about Team Kalex. Look in my eyes. What do you see? Kate is CM Punk's bestie. It's true. We're best friends. I got real annoyed this week when somebody had posted things about how John Cena wasn't that bad. And because Reg, oh, Reg is just, he's so fun to annoy. And I don't know if it's the little sister in me or what. But he retweeted it and was like, nah, Super Cena was bad. And I had said, like, I had just started watching at the time that he was, like, super rising. Yeah. And I was like, I'll never forgive them for making punks rain about him. Like, it was all about Cena. And then I realized that CM Punk and Bret Hart were on the microphone in the same ring. And they still made it about John Cena. And I 
<sighs> it brought many of the emotions that you're going to see later tonight out of me. <laughs> Have you heard? Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. I can safely say that is the most joy I have felt for the past two and a half hours or so. Because... I am I am only here to to give you joy, Kate. Um, uh, <laughs> Louise points out spring break was three fucking weeks ago. We're in summer already. Well, you might be, but it snowed today in Milwaukee. So let's 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 or that yesterday it was. I'm sorry, it was in the low forties today, but it snowed yesterday. So yeah, I mean spring break, what I don't know. What what I don't yeah. know what's going on. In my hometown where I grew up, 15 inches of snow. 15. <laughs> it is baseball season. And I got 15 <laughs> inches of snow. Oh. Everyone's like, oh, you didn't want to stay in your hometown. No, I got the hell out of my hometown because on April 19th, they got 15 inches of snow. Yeah. Um the bedded to one jam beard says, so wait, you're telling me that once again, I missed a terrible NXT. I am shocked and totally surprised by that. Okay. But sometimes there's terrible things because they take risks. Today was just terrible because. Well, l listen, I, I would argue that um, just throwing the new tag champs into a match versus a two guys who have never teamed before is a risk. They just don't give a damn about the consequences. They don't care about ratings anymore. They're just I, doing stuff. I can't like I don't know what to talk about the tag picture. Do we are we saving that for the main event? Yeah well is no we'll 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 talk about it. We'll talk we'll talk about it. We'll we'll talk about it. Let's 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 start the the damn show, I guess. It's so sad. I mean there's a lot of stuff that, that happened. Like there was a lot of shit that happened tonight. Yes, that is correct. When I say that, I mean there was a lot of stuff that happened tonight, and also there was a lot of shit that happened tonight. Like bad, I bad would stuff. Say... 93 and a half percent of it was was shit of what we saw today which even for nxt is very high other yeah. than roxy debuting which is the first thing that's made me like feel something <laughs> on nxt since stand and deliver and uh santos escobar being great um I, there was nothing good on this show yeah um i i, I mean well I mean, the, again this is WWE. They can't just give you something great start to finish. They got to fuck something up in there. They got to do something bad in there. Like the Santos Escobar thing had one of the most weird friggin' endings that we'll ever. Yeah. That was he was great in that match. The match the match was a lot of fun to watch, and then the ending was like, what? what? <laughs> so so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it. I, I guess um, the first thing that happens is uh, is yes boy. Uh, is uh, pretty deadly comes out to do their uh, they we won a match thing. They talk about uh, that they beat five other teams or whatever. Well, they 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 beat four other teams and they didn't even actually beat four other teams, they beat one team that beat three other teams. Uh, so yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess I, I, I guess would like to, to make a motion to give the pretty boys a new nickname. <laughs> 
I would like that? to call them the Spice Boys because they want to be Dalton Castle. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you what they want, what they really, really want. And that's to be Dalton Castle. So I would like to start calling them the Spice Boys. Sounds good. Motion granted. Uh, I think that's fine. Um, uh, so um, they uh, they decided to take over NXT after they, they won gold in the UK, blah, blah. Um, and then um, they uh, the 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 grizzled young vets interrupt. And uh, no, 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 no. But right, I I know that's what we think of them as. And honestly, they weren't introduced as anything else. Now we had to wait until for their match later. But the grizzled young vets come out. <laughs> I know he's so upset and and with good reason. He is. Uh, we find out later that the grizzled young vets are no longer the grizzled young vets. Now they're just Gibson and Drake. That's like their tag Gibson name. Done. Like Gibson and Drake. That's who they are. Um, like like Mel and Drake. Uh, just Gibson and Drake is like a is like a it's like a really bad buddy cop movie, like starring Gibson. Drake, and it's actually just you know Mel Gibson and the, like pop star, rock rap star Drake. Have you been hurt in an accident? Call Gibson and Drake one eight hundred. Why the f- did we change your name? <laughs> We're ready to believe you. Um. So anyway, they say the only reason that you won is because we 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 must have missed our invitation to this gauntlet match. And I was like, hey, yeah, that's true. They are a former NXT UK tag title tag champions. I think they're the first ever UX NXT UK tag tag titles tag champions. They they're great, you know. Uh, we never get to see them in NXT, but they are. Um, and I like the narrative of if we had been in the match, then uh, then you guys uh, would would have lost. Also, the only reason that you got to be tag champs in the UK for so long is because we decided to leave and come here. And I was like, okay, all those are sound points. I agree with them. Let's see it how just makes, practice, though. It also makes me annoyed that they weren't in the tag gauntlet match. They absolutely should have been. But it but, is good that they called it out. Again, they should think, why the hell weren't we in this title, in this tag, in this uh, gauntlet match for the titles? We should have been in there. And the fact that they, they should say it, and they did, at least that's good, but um, they uh, the Electra Lopez does this comes out sure, and she cuts a promo. Um, it just says, um, because GYV or Gibson and Drake uh come out and they say, uh, that we want our title shot tonight. Uh, and and then Electra Lopez says, Well, ho- hold on, hold on, there's another team that also wants a title shot. You know what would be great here in this particular situation, Kate? A contendership match. Or, you know, a, an authority figure to make such a match? Correct. To, yes, to like, hey, how about this? The two of you, you two tag teams, will fight later tonight. And next week, the winner of that match will face. Like, you could do that. You could have somebody to come out with any kind of authority. Or, you know, you could just have the, the people running the asylum just make the matches themselves, I guess. Um or like, hey, know what a great way to determine who should have that match is? <laughs> you guys fight for it. It's yeah. 
pro wrestling. Yeah. That seems like a solution. Um, so, so uh, Joaquin Wilde and the new Cruz del Toro. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I thought it was just del Toro, which I was honestly all right with. Del Toro as, as, as a single name, I'm cool with. Cruz del Toro just seems weird because Cruz is is almost always a last name. So it's just like, we'll just, we'll just pull two Hispanic last names out of a hat. Uh, they might as well have just called him Ombre del Nombre, the man of the name. And that that would that'll be enough. Um, and again, I understand like, okay, they're doing all the name changes now. It's a thing they're doing. Um, it would be one, like if you're going to do that, then when you sign them, give them the name they're going to have across all of WWE. Because this is the thing I can't understand is that We've we've been we've been you got used to seeing Kaylee Ray in NXT UK and also uh in W in, in NXT on the on the main roster uh, here. If she gets called up to the main roster, she's gonna be Alba Fire with a Y. Like no, just like it, Firefest. Like she Firefest. Gonna, she's like gonna Firefest. give out ham sandwiches. First yeah. of all, that's just like insulting to our friend John Alba. Um, but yeah. we should insult him. Yeah. But also like for those of you who don't know, it's just gimmick infringement on the BattleBot Toro. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, he was legendary BattleBot. I think on only the O. Is he in the new one? I can't remember. I also don't know why I decided a BattleBot is a guy. Like I don't know why I defaulted and gave them a gender. But Toro is was BattleBot, and I think it's nice to like pay homage mm-hmm. to the great yeah. legendary. Battlebots of your yeah <laughs> yeah I mean if you want to just go ahead and and when you when you uh, it, it, invariably call up Legato del Fantasma for six weeks before you get tired of them if you want to just call them uh, Joaquin and Del Toro I'm fine with that like this is a stupid friggin thing but those are those are two perfectly fine names like it doesn't Can make sense to me translate that... what Cruz del Toro means it's cross of the bull. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Cross of the bull. Apparently, apparently the bull is very religious. He was raised Catholic. And but also I mean, with you. if you're going to be oh, hold on, hold on, hold you on. should have something in front of it. If he's a Catholic bull, what he would actually say is, and also with Moo. <laughs> oh, no. I'm rubbing off on Alex. It's going the other way. And also with A friend of mine started calling me Mad Kate Moss because I make bad puns, which I did not appreciate. Anyway, there's a brawl. Um, and of course uh, there is. They they just brawl. Like coincidentally, they brawl off screen so that Braun Breaker can stride down to the ring like Joe Gacy. You ask what I'm willing to sacrifice. Well, I will, I, I will sacrifice you to my fists. Why don't you come on down? And bring bring my, my dad's Hall of Fame ring with me and I'll show you. And then... Uh, Yo, Casey... like, it's a billion dollar company. You could replace this guy's ring. Yeah, you could. Why are we so obsessed with the ring and not the fact that your dad got kidnapped by these dudes? We're going like, to is... We're gonna, we're gonna talk about this, Kate. Then, then Gacy's like starts talking or whatever, and then he's like, "I have what you want. I'm not a hard man to find. All you have to do is come find me." That is a that is a, that is 
I'm not a hard man to find. Just find me is really bad writing. Like that's like second grade shit. And so then he then he does a fiend. He just starts to go. <laughs> like it's obviously looped and it's really ridiculous. It's the same shit the fiend used to do. Why are we doing this again? For those of you who are looking to clip that, which many of you will be, it was about the 1915 mark. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so uh, Braun Breaker goes to go and find him. And I guess I guess we'll just talk about we'll talk about all of this at once, Kate. And we'll leave, we'll just do this. We'll go all the way and we'll we'll talk about the final image of the night here as well. The first thing he does is he goes and he's like, he's asking the great the grizzled young vets, like, have you seen him? Where's Joe Gacy? Like, we don't know what you're talking about, mate. And then he can hear hold on, hold on, shut up, shut up, shut up. And he can hear it. And so he walks into a room, and there, in this room, like right backstage, is the cage that Rick Steiner was being held prison in, the chair he had been sitting in. And the rope that he had been tied to the chair with. Um, but there's no Rick Steiner. There is, however, an iPad playing the sound when Rick Steiner was like, hey, I'm up here. Can you come and find me, son, from like three weeks ago? And so Braun looks at the iPad and looks around the cage and looks around a lot more. And then he gets really angry and he smashes the iPad. And I hope whoever is that, that was, they hope they had Apple care. Uh, I, what is this? Okay. Like it, like I, if they had just not told us that Rick Steiner was found and totally fine and safe at home. If they said that, they said that last week, if Rick Steiner has still not been found, is still being held captive. This has so much more urgency. It's still just a bunch of friggin' bullshit. However, at least it would have urgency for the character and something for him to believably portray. My dad's been kidnapped by a crazy guy and his mute murderer henchman. I need to find my dad. And when he finds the, the place where the dad had been held, but his dad's not there anymore, he's been moved somewhere else, at least that gives a sense of urgency why he's trying to keep looking. If he's just looking for his dad's Hall of Fame ring, as you said, like, so fucking what? So a few things. Shout out to Buster for realizing, like, it's a Steiner thing and he should be barking along. Um, but also, you know what? what got my goat about this this week alex mm -hmm. it's just like a really big leap to go from just basically being like hey i would i would like a title match and then being like yeah to i'm gonna kidnap your father to get a title match the gap there is just too damn large to close yes. because you can just, I could go and get a title match at this point. I think I could go in there and be like, Hey, I'm, um, Catalina Schmatalina and, uh, I'm a ballerina and that's my gimmick. And I would like a title match and they would be like, sure. So 
to act like it's it takes this much effort or is this precious of a thing to get a title shot i just man it 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 loses me from the beginning in that way like it just was not good and now as you pointed out the execution has absolutely been flopped yeah uh josh weaver says uh joe gacy is definitely not living up to his family name after tonight worst serial killer ever so he is really bad at this like i i said this one time so when i lived in new york i got mugged and i was like my mugger was really bad because he didn't get any of my stuff and he got caught and i was like that guy should stick to spreadsheets i feel like joe gacy is also really bad at crime and i feel like like he maced me in the eye i had to go to the er it was not great but like at the same time like he got caught and arrested and i feel like joe gacy is not great at kidnapping or killing people and he should maybe stick to something else like i think we've gotten really far away from harland is my muse too like i don't understand like so Joe Gacy is sometimes an in-ring performer, but sometimes he's just controlling hasn't, Harlan. Hasn't been in a long time. Well, he had a match a few weeks ago, right? On NXT? Yeah. I feel like it wasn't as long ago as Did it he? should been. I don't know. It feels like a long, long, long time ago. But like sometimes um, he's in the ring, but mostly he's right. controlling Harland, and but sometimes they commit felonies, but sometimes they... Like, I just, this thing has so, gone so far away. So, um, the next step in this journey can be uh, summed up, I think, best by Joe W. Pringle, who says, I hate this show, 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 I hate this show. It's not even funny bad anymore. But I love the SGS. Yeah, um, this was like this was actually like a hard episode to to watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also well, like the whole Hall of Fame ring thing loses its allure when the Hall of Fame is not actually somewhere you can even go and visit. Like it's yeah. not a real thing. <laughs> so um, much about this angle is stupid. He uh, Braun walks into a room somewhere on the premises. And it is, they took a bunch of like floor length skinny mirrors and nailed them up on the wall at weird diagonal angles. And so he walked in and he's like, and the, he walks in and the camera is positioned like literally right next to his face. And he's looking around. You can see every pore on his overly tanned head. And he's just everywhere looking, what the hell's up? What, why are there so many mirrors here? And eventually, like, it, it looks over and you can see that, like, behind him in one of the mirrors it's joe gacy but then Braun breaker turns around and he's not there and then he goes and he smashes the mirrors he goes gacy <laughs> and, he, and he leaves it's just like it's what? the same crap that they did with lily it's it, they're they're just doing this bullshit like bray wyatt jr shit like like I, I don't know, I don't know. And then later we see uh, Gacy watching Breaker walk all over the place via security cameras. He's watching him in security cameras, and he says, um, "Where at? Where am I? Where am I, Braun? Where am I? Oh no, I'm not there. Oh no, not there either. Ah, 
Well, uh, you you come find me, Bron. I'm a, not a hard man to find. And if you want to find a hard man, maybe that person should be using Bluetooth. Your penis is soft. Let me help. Not like that. Bluechew.com. Code Fightful. Bluechew brings you the first chewable with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. But it's ready when you are. Or when you're not. It's not about having a problem. It's about having that performance. That excellent performance. That confidence. Fill out their online questionnaire. You work with an online physician. You won't have to wait in line at the pharmacy or the doctor's office. It's shipped discreetly and directly to you. And you get that first shipment free when you use that code FIGHTFUL at checkout. You want to be confident, don't you? You want that pay-per-view, that main event performance? Don't let yourself or somebody else down. Use BlueChew.com and the code FIGHTFUL. So next time you're spring breaking, <laughs> if you're feeling as horny as NXT 2.0, don't forget to bring your Bluetooth with the code All Fightful. Right. And Alex, you know yeah. what else costs only $5? What's that? Fightful Select. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Sean broke true. some news over there today. Yeah. yeah. Um, he also broke some news over there yesterday. He's constantly breaking news over at Fightful Select. Alpha Bill, Bill Alphabet, <laughs> says, just FYI, I'm in the fetal position. There you from, go. From us making you laugh or from watching NXT 2.0 because either real, Both. real possible. Both. Um, so uh, we got some super and humper chats about this particular uh, segment. Mark Quill says, Joe Gacy is diet Bray Wyatt. Follow the buzzwords. <laughs> that's good that's really good that's i like that really a lot good. diet um, wyatt is kind of like quiet riot yeah um <laughs> josh weaver says given what we know about hall of fame rings i think gacy actually stole taker's ring and that's why he could control druids we'll hold on we're, we're gonna talk about that in a second um uh, and then Ryan Sullivan says, I'm so mad they didn't lock Braun in the cage when he stepped in. That seemed the obvious thing. Like, I'm not going to let you out of this cage, Braun, until you agree to give me a title match. Oh, and the walls are closing in and there's spikes and also there's a shark cage. Like, I don't know. He's just overly villainous to me. Also, like, has Braun said, no, you can't have a title match yet? I don't think he has. I no, think he's no. just been like... Where are you? What's going right. on with my dad? Like, yeah. this is weird. Uh, Jake Salazar says, always great seeing America's least favorite GCW jo jobber. <laughs> um, so, after the main event, which we'll talk about, um, Joe Gacy appears <laughs> in the Raven's Nest. And he's standing up there with the, he's holding the ring and he's got, he's got the microphone and says, Ron. Come and find me, Braun. I'm not hard to find. Look at me, I'm right here, Braun. And he's got the bangs. He's got the emo bangs, like over one one eye. Um, and uh, <laughs> there you go. And uh, he's it's like that kid from the from the goth kids in South Park who has the the bangs that hang over one eye, and he's always flicking them back. Conformists. 
I worked. Uh, the only the only thing that's going to make me not a conformist is to be how much of a conformist I am to not conform to you. <laughs> when I worked uh, at this music studio, the band Seven Dust came in, and they would call those people the haircuts because they would just all have the same haircut to express their individuality. Anyway, so so in but- Joe Gacy's defense. Very easy to find him if he's just going to be in the place where people sometimes just go stand. Yeah. That's a pretty easy place to find someone. Yeah. The place where all the other people stand. Um, so B- Braun comes down the ramp and he walks up and he's, he's standing. Uh, he gets up on the raven's nest with, uh, with, with Joe Gacy. Again, you are this close to Joe Gacy. He is holding nothing over you except for he's holding right in your face. He's holding your father's Hall of Fame ring. It's not like if you hurt me, you'll never find out where I've hidden the body of your father. Like, like that, like there's nothing there. There's nothing to stop Braun from just kicking his ass. Like you, yes, thank God I got my dad back, but you did kidnap him and tie him to a fucking chair, and I hate you. And he's standing right next to him, but he doesn't even attempt to do anything. And there's nothing precluding him from doing anything. Like, this is how badly baby faces are written in WWE. Steve Austin would have murdered that man. Like, there's like there's a way of, like, making a badass baby face who doesn't seem like he's a friggin' milquetoast. Whatever. Anyway. Well, the other part of that that's terrible is, like, he... He doesn't have like a magic superpower like other <laughs> characters kind of have been presented like you know what I mean <laughs> like there's nothing there's nothing supernatural about Joe no. Gacy no so like it's not like Braun was under any sort of like, spell it it's not like one, it'd be one thing if we had been seeing him recruit people over the past several months people who were like nah screw you Joe Gacy and then Joe Gacy sits down and talks to them for about two minutes or whatever in a closed room and they come out and they go what he said make a lot made a lot of sense now now i'm i'm with joe gacy for life or whatever like he has crazy mind control powers or something i mean he's if he's a cult leader they're really good at getting people to follow them like show him at least have that but they've shown none of that like he's got one dude who's a mute that's it that's it anyway so, so he's not good at kidnapping, murder, or forming cults. He's, like he's, maybe he should just—he's bad at this. I think he should get a different, like, just go into banking. Yeah. So here's the deal. Uh, Gacy says, "Ah, I've got, I've got your father's Hall of Fame ring. You're, you're literally f- eighteen inches from it, and could just grab it out of my hand. But I'll give it back to you." As long as you agree that I get a title match in two weeks at spring breaking. And and Braun's like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'll kick your ass. Absolutely. And then he like he reaches over and just gingerly puts it in the, the front the front breast pocket of Braun's sleeveless denim jacket and puts it in there. And then he's like, but there's one more thing you have to do. Take a leap of faith. And then he barely pushes Braun. And Braun falls to his death. No, it's just eight feet. About eight feet down uh, to the floor. 
and he's lying there writhing in pain as as J Joe Gacy goes, and then we see there are a whole bunch of druids, druids standing around Braun, and then they all like step forward and bend over and envelop him, and Braun starts screaming, "Ah, no, get off me!" Ah! As, as Joe Gacy stands above doing this. Um, so I are they eating him? What were they what were they doing to make him scream? Do they have bad breath? What is going on? And a million dollars says next week bronze fine. Like they never addressed oh, without this. a mark on him. No, he's totally fine. I without don't know, a like, mark on him. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's ridiculous. I what? Like <laughs> so he voluntarily gives back. The ring that he was yes, holding Mark over. Losper. His... Yes, Mark Losper. Yes, Mark Losper. Yeah. Druids. Yeah. Druids. Yeah. It is fun that we could just make stuff up, but we don't. It'd That's be, real. Nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just. I kidnapped your dad, and then your dad got out, and so I took his Hall of Fame ring, which I'm hanging over your head, but I gave it back to you, but then you fell down about half, half as high as. Uh, Ray Phoenix voluntarily jumps, I would mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. In his defense, Ray Phoenix yep. would jump off of a 10-story building if a yeah. young buck was below him. Right. Onto druids who weren't doing anything? It was like a little lumberjack match. <laughs> what was this? I don't know. I don't they, but they, they couldn't even get the druids, like similar shoes like they were all wearing different shoes like because they focused in on them and you can see they they all walked around him and they were like wearing different like one of them was wearing jordans i don't understand like what we're doing with this um the bad maybe they were just all covid positive they didn't need to do anything but be yeah the better to one jam beard said austin would have jumped on gacy and taken them both off the nest while punching him like a scene from an 80s action movie Alex, That's John true. Cena beat the entire Nexus in one match. Mm -hmm. It's true. Mark Losper said in Australia it's already 420. Would that have made the show any better? See, I don't smoke weed, so I don't know. But mm. I will say I think most people, I think most episodes of NXT would be enhanced by cannabis. I think this one is just so bad that it yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. Mark Quill says, good God, it's Joe Gacy and Velvet Retribution. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Mark Losper says, I didn't watch this crap, but the worst thing about this angle is that titles in WWE have been proven to mean nothing. Why go to this much trouble? No, literally, like, Joe, all you had to do was walk up to Braun and say, I challenge you to a match. There's, or, or, or just do this. Braun Breaker. We're having a match in two weeks of spring breaking. I mean, that's basically what happened to get a tag title match tonight. Nobody said no. Like, nobody's allowed to say no. Roxy was supposed to make her debut next week, and JC Jane just said, no, you're doing it now. Doing and she it said, well, all right. Okay. Um, I just, like I said before, the gap between simply requesting a match and it just being granted by nobody. And... I'm going to kidnap your dad and steal his Hall of Fame ring to a Hall of Fame that is physically a fictional place. Um, 
and then push you off something that's not that high into druids who aren't doing anything. That was a journey. Yeah. Um, so, here we go. A lot of Super and Humper chats about this whole <laughs> stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bill, Bill Alphabet said, wait, there was druids? What is this show? I have no idea. Uh, Mark Quill says, even Buster Elizabeth was baffled by NXT's ending. Um, uh, Josh Weaver says, they were velvet druids too. Yes, they were. They were wearing velvet robes. Um, uh, <laughs> Jake Salazar says, yeah, this Joe Gacy crap is better than the House of Purple that Edge is doing. Somehow it still is. Somehow it's still, in my mind, it's still better. You know why? Because I have come to expect better from Edge. I have not come to expect better from NXT. Alex, do, do you happen to see what the Fast Nationals were for Raw? <laughs> no, I did not. 1.6 million. Yeah. 1.6. Cody Rhodes is on that program now. Yeah. 1.6. Yeah, it's NBA playoffs. Things happen. Yeah, also there was... 20 minutes of wrestling in their first two hours. That's true. Like, it's just not, it's just not good. It's not good across the board. I, it was tossed up for me on the edge and this stuff. I don't mm -hmm. like this as much as the edge stuff because this is the thing I saw more recently. If you ask me on Monday, I will like the edge stuff less. Yeah. JW Pringle says, Braun Breaker got uh, pushed off an eight-foot platform and then molested by Velvet Monks. By the way, Dibs on Velvet Monks is a new band name, says J.W. Pringle. The Velvet Monks are definitely based in Brooklyn, and their lead singer also plays the laptop. That's the Velvet Monks. Nerd Guru says that ending was like, hey... Let's make Gacy say Bray Wyatt bullshit, followed by, hey, let's give him Taker's Druids. What the actual fuck is this show? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, ShotKid29 says, as one with some 420 experience, I can say absolutely not. It would not have made this show any better. If I couldn't enjoy the Bayformers, I'm not enjoying this crap. Ah. Uh. It's so weird Kushida seemingly didn't want to be a part of this. Yeah. Um, so such sound programming. Well, like why go back to the G1? You know? So yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, we <laughs> uh Ariyazawa says after hearing Buster Bear Dog Lee's rant, <laughs> I had to I had to send this super chat. He's totally right, no doubt about it. He is literally now laying on my leg. Beanbag chair loves that thing behind me. Yeah. Just like completely <laughs> socked out. Yeah. It wasn't a, a pretty epic rant, though. He just knows to bark along with Steiner stuff. Also, it's very windy. Mark Lossmer says, I've kidnapped your dad and stole his ring, which is now hanging above a group of starving dogs with bees in their mouths. And wait, what do you mean? All I had to do was ask for a match. <laughs> it really is far too much. It's, it's far too much. It really is. Well, it's just like when you commit to something as severe as kidnapping. I don't know. And then you're like, actually, the story is about his ring. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What? I don't know. Okay. Um, um, okay. 
So, <sighs> Tiffany Stratton faced Saray. I don't know what this is supposed to do, Kate. Like I thought we were I thought we were all in agreement Saray was gonna get pushed and be a, a top baby face in the women's division. And I thought we were also all in agreement that Tiffany Stratton's character is kind of like obnoxious at at the very least, and not like if not like just awful. And and maybe she's getting better in the ring and, and that's fine, but that's what, what level up's for, isn't it? What yeah, what is this? What is like she just she wins? Like I, I guess she like there was a there was a very odd spot near the end where Saray had her in like a a, a waist lock from behind, trying to do a, a I guess a German suplex or something, and so and uh, Tiffany Stratton just threw her head back, and I guess head like smashed the back of her head into Saray's nose, and and which knocked her over. And then she did her like Vader bomb, her twisty Vader bomb, and won. And uh, all right, like I mean, it'd be one thing if the the champ right now was a baby face, and we wanted to we wanted to build a whole bunch of heels to, to for that baby face to go through. But when you're when your champion is a heel. And a bunch of the like top babyface women are moving up to Raw or whatever, or have already lost title matches. It might be smart to build another top babyface to maybe take the title off of her, or at least give her a title match so that she could continue to to be champion forever for some reason. I don't understand why we're building Tiffany Stratton at the expense of a top, perhaps babyface challenger. The nerve of them to think I still cared about this after taking like a month off of it being yeah, on my television true. when it's this poorly built of a thing. Um, no, to all of this, like there was nothing in this match that was believable that I ever would have thought Tiffany Stratton would win. I don't like the way it was agented at all. Um, Saray was presented as a huge deal and then they pushed her off a cliff and then she came back with this transformation gimmick, which I guess that annoys Tiffany Stratton enough that they have a feud that they like take time off of for a minute and then come back to is just weird. Like this wasn't so hot. You needed to pay it off. Like of all of the things that you push off a cliff and don't keep consistent, this one would have been fine. Yeah. Um, I don't get it. I don't get it with Tiffany Stratton yet. I don't, um, I don't even fully understand why they were fighting. And the only well, no, thing it's, it's because it's because Tiffany Stratton insulted the necklace that um that Saray's grandmother gave her for oh, she bought that's in Claire's. Right. Neat. Yeah. So <laughs> I just like what a blow off. Um I don't know, man. This just none of this was for me. I think Saray is fantastic. I don't understand why. They presented her as being something cooler than bogged her down with this, uh, both in the ring and gimmick wise. It's just just odd to me. But I guess now with like Cora Jade and it looks like Roxy, who I think is going to probably be, I would say heavily highlighted if she's like already on television. Like they obviously see something in her. 
Um, and they should. She's been fantastic wherever she's been, especially in ROH. Um, I guess you want to build up heels to do that, but you also... I just, I don't get what the women's division is right now. Like I don't, I don't either. This was exactly what it was. It was like low investment. There was no point where I believed that Tiffany Stratton was better than Saraya in this at all. And that's not like because Saraya is a, a selfish worker or anything like that. I just felt like it wasn't produced well and that the outcome was lame. Like, I don't know. <laughs> what what i can say other than that to be honest yeah yeah i i don't i don't know either um so um we have uh, people who have things to say at least uh orion ben 666 says stratton beats array with two offensive moves kushida was right to leave I've seen Saray go through wars. Come on, WWE. Disrespectful. Uh, yeah, Saray is a, Saray is a, an uh, all-world talent. Um, she's she's um, one of the top 30 women in the world. I think conservatively, she's probably, if you had her in a, much higher than that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dis, uh, uh, disagree with you. Tiffany Stratton is not that. No, and I feel like Saray was doing so much cool stuff with submissions, and submissions yeah. are a really fun thing for heels to get out of, like because yeah. you have to be sneaky in a sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I just this isn't working for me. The only thing that was only kind of working for me at all was when you had Tiffany Stratton and Wendy Chu, because that was just like such a funny <laughs> pairing. But even that, the story was completely backwards because the face was committing a crime. But like, at least there was like a if you're going to be in high school, at least they were both in high school. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and that's, I think, actually, now that we're talking it through, that I think is a bigger problem, is that, like, Saray is in such a completely different world than Tiffany Stratton, and that just did not work here for someone that's that inexperienced. Um, ShotKid29 says, after Kate's tweet about Saray losing, I knew I didn't miss much. Also, uh, how upset do you guys think Maria Canellas is over what they've done to Roxy? Um... Hashtag SGS. Um, I don't think I'm upset at all. She got signed to the biggest wrestling company in the world, and they changed her name to something that sounds like Roxy. I don't I mean, think there was anything yeah, like offensive yet. Here's the, here's the deal. I, I don't understand why you're giving people a first and last name when we know for a fact if they ever make it to the rain roster, that's not going to be what their name is. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's just that's the way. Like, like Raquel Rodriguez is definitely going to be Raquel yeah. in like two weeks. Like they they just they're just gonna change your name. She's gonna be Roxanne in a sec. Like they can just call her Roxy, R O X X Y. Yeah, and that'll and at least then it would sound the same to our ears. But they could also patent it so she could never spell her name that way ever again. I don't know. It's weird. Stuff. The Raquel Rodriguez one was really weird because sometimes they'll do that to make things more chantable. Like yeah. they'll like if you notice like Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, like they all yeah. have cadences that are easy to chant. Raquel Rodriguez is. Not bad. <laughs> Raquel Rodriguez. Raquel Rodriguez. Um. Uh, so, uh, uh, um, this, Mark Losper says the real question is how will Tiffany Stratton fit Mandy's pool into the back of a truck to get a title match from Mandy Rose? I guess you could, if she can survive 
her amphibian little self can survive in like one of those inflatable mm-hmm. pools that you could throw in the back of a truck maybe yeah. if there's like a flatbed situation uh-huh. i think that would be the best yeah. way to go let's go class the row says to quote the late great colonel sanders i'm too drunk to taste this chicken <laughs> if you ain't first you last buddy <laughs> um <laughs> bill, bill alpha bill says uh, Tiffany's backflips has the same timing as the steamroller scene in Austin Powers. No! No! <laughs> that oh, that's, is that's, yeah, precisely yeah. funny. Yeah, This is. whole show kind of felt like when Austin Powers was in that like golf cart or whatever where he was trying to back up <laughs> forward. Back up. <laughs> Mark Losper says, I've asked this before, but it feels like a good time to ask again. Hall of Fame kidnapping Drew and Tiffany Stratton show or WCW 2000? And the answer is always anything but WCW 2000 because, because Vince Russo can't make himself champion in NXT 2.0. I would say WCW 2000 because I wasn't watching them. So if I wasn't watching it, that means I'm subjected to neither. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Mark Mark Quill says, uh, what is it with all the wrestling shows that Kate watches having really poor women's wrestling booking? Well, here's a hint, guys. I watch every major TV promotion. And the women's wrestling outside of Impact is real bad on most of them. So... Um, that wasn't true with the black and gold branch. There was a really nice run where that wasn't true on the WWE main roster. There were times when it looked like AEW was going to turn it around until they were like, we signed Ruby Soho, so we just don't care anymore. Um, yeah, it's almost as if. (laughs) It's almost as if male billionaires that are giant marks don't really care. And that they should all hire Maria Canales because she's incredible. It did such amazing things in inventing a sound women's division in Ring of Honor when there hardly was one with an incredible tournament that she pieced together that was soundly booked, highlighted everybody, was racially diverse. It included Max, who um, is a monster that identifies as they, them. Um, it was it was so well done, and she's so smart and valuable. And so everybody should hire Maria Canellis, and she should go to where her heart's desire is. Yeah. Um, Jake Salazar uh, says uh, for Raquel Rodriguez, they're going to do a whole storyline of Raquel being on with the giant's granddaughter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's very tall. Rocky the giant is what it's coming mm-hmm. down like. For you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, alpha bill says they're going to need to handle Mandy Rose. just like Daryl Hannah in the hit eighties movie splash. And spring breaking. Yeah. She's just going to be in the pool at all times. That's fair. Uh, um, Gotta keep that fin. You're missing the big picture, guys, says Mark Losper. By elevating Tiffany Stratton, think about how awesome Lacey Evans is going to look by comparison. Banned, blocked, muted. <laughs> you pay us more than anyone any ever, I think, and it's not worth it. Oh, if you're gonna my say like that. goodness. That hurt um, my feelings. Yeah. Um, personally, my heart. Okay. Um, we got we got a whole bunch of stuff uh, that I want to clear out before we get to the next stuff here in the deal. 
Um, the uh, the JW Pringle and uh, and Kate's dad saga continues. JW Pringle says, Lord Paul Elizabeth, your generosity is only outshone by your good lucks. Uh, may you forever be undefeated and your Canadian destroyers always destroy. And your dad responds, greetings to Sir Pringle and the Sour Grab Society at large. Admit, I didn't get the Canadian destroyers reference. Uh, and then Mark Quills decided to chime in, saying, uh, Mr. Paul Elizabeth, I wish to stay in the good graces of you, Kate, Buster, and the entire Elizabeth Kate Fabe clan. Uh, readings from the greatest city in Canada, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. The batter to one jam beard says, sorry, Mark Quill, but Toronto is not the greatest city in Canada. That would be Victoria, Canada. Toronto just thinks it's the center of Canada. Uh, <laughs> and then Paul Elizabeth says, Sir Quill, thanks for the respect. Toronto, Canada is a great Canadian city in Canada. Kate was there in October 1986 at age minus six months. I was. My dad outing my age. One of the best baseball playoffs there ever, ever, ever was. Also, when does my dad start getting a cut of super chats? Because I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. It's interesting. Oh my god, I get to see my dad tomorrow. Oh, isn't that nice? It uh, is. Under fifteen inches of snow. No, um, no, no, no. They moved the hell out of there. Oh, oh, They're smarter oh, than that. Oh, Come on, Paul oh, Elizabeth. That's you think good. he's putting up with that? We'll I think teach, I, I think, I think your dad has a, has a pair of fifty of fourteen year old boys who live down the block who he pays to shovel his to, uh, shovel his snow and also listen to his lectures about life. No, my dad is a man and shovels his own driveway. Actually, so but why why would he have to do that? He doesn't That's have to. Point. He's retired. He's living a life of leisure. But we're gonna talk I about swear to God for dinner. Like I I have a snowblower. And also, I'm moving to a house that has a much shorter driveway. It'll be fine. But the second I hit the age of 50, I am paying some <laughs> kid to shovel my driveway because, God damn it, I've lived that long, and I, I, I deserve it. That is fair. Um, Joss Weaver says, going to submit a new world record to Guinness for sourest graps set by Alex and Kate. Just going to show them clips from the show. That's, that's true. <laughs> we, are, we do hold the record for sourest graps. It's true. Um, Mark Quill says, I, for one, welcome our new Kate-based overlord of all wrestling podcasts. Uh, <laughs> hashtag appreci appreciate the head Kate of the table. Thank you. Um, Taylor Cannon is a, is a 10-month member of the Fightful main roster. Says, hey, Alex. Hey, Kate. You guys are awesome. NXT you are. NXT 2.0? Not so much. No. See, they can't control their narrative. Yeah. We can. Yeah. They didn't control um, a single narrative tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, J.K. Schwal says, I don't watch NXT and only watch Team Kalex. I am so confused with all of this show right now. <laughs> it's not any better if you actually watch it. I'm telling you. It's a lot of this. Nah. 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 Not good. Um, Mark Losper says, uh, I literally booked meetings around this show and got pulled into some last minute POS. What the actual... Um, would you rather <laughs> sit in a business meeting or watch NXT tonight? <laughs> NXT, I'm never ever going back to a place that has meetings. Oh, god, those were terrible. Mark Losper says, Mind you, Alex's palm on his face on mute is pretty hilarious. Just it's pretty just hilarious, this. not on mute, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, uh, Mark Quill says, The Council of Marks send their regards. 
Jake Salazar says Kalex lost their sanity after night two of the most shitendous WrestleMania. That um, is true. New day being booked in a one minute and 40 second match broke me. Yeah. Um, uh, agreed. Uh, because Vince McMahon undressed in front of me. It's true. It's not great. Um, okay, here we go. So, um, what what happened last week, Kate, regarding Grayson Waller know. and Sanga? Um, I don't know. I don't. Did I miss something? I don't um, think they, they... they they announced just out of the blue tonight on NXT. Grayson Waller is out for payback against Sanga, and I was like, payback for what exactly? Like, is he is he angry that Sanga got pinned in the gauntlet match? Because if if so, like, fine, I guess. But like, payback doesn't seem like a payback type of thing. And it, no, nothing happened. They just announced the match at WWE.com. Thank you very much, Luis. No, no. So so, um, Riot D, Riot Dr. I don't know if that's Riot Dr. or Riot Doctor says, hey, yo, first time sending a humper chat to say, I love you guys. You make work go by so much smoother. That being said, Cruz del Toro? Why well, give him two last names? Speaking of unrelated things, a face Sanga? Why? Why all of this? They interview um, uh, Grayson Waller, who says that it's all, uh, it's, it, I was just faking that I got my elbow injured. And why, people said, why would you do that crazy stunt? I don't know, because I'm awesome, I guess is basically what he said. Um, but I'm sick of that Sanga holding me back. He uh, he ruined everything. I was supposed to be a champion by now, but I would have been if it wasn't for Sanga. Um, uh, so the, the, the partnership of Sanga and, and Grayson Waller lasted like seven weeks. Um, awesome. And then he's like, and then I'm going to kick his ass tonight. And then, like, Sanga just showed up and chased Grayson Waller to the ring as Grayson Waller, like, put things in his way. Um, and and then they had a match, and Grayson Waller beat Sanga by doing his inexplicable fucking finishing move, which requires him to get out of the ring and get a running start to hop into the ring, roll, and hit a stunner. Like... As much as as uh, the phenomenal forearm or the buckshot lariat, beggar belief, this is a million times worse. Uh, but he hit it and he won. And during the match, which was just Sanga beeling Grayson Waller back and forth for I shit you not, like three and a half minutes in, in straight, just him just doing it and then walking over, picking him up and beeling him to the other corner. That is that was the whole match until Grayson Waller did some underhanded stuff and then won. But during the meat of the match, like they were everyone was cheering Sanga because they hate Grayson Waller so much, I guess. But like what? Alex, remember when Grayson Waller got repackaged and we were like, this guy is like a wannabe MJF? Yeah. And then he hired a heavy to be a security. Yes. And now that in the same week yes. as Wardlow's having this match with FJF, yes. they're doing this blow-off. Yes. Boy, it sure is important who you fill in these templates with because it's yes. working on one program and not the other. Yeah. Um, 
this was all bad and weird. And the worst part about it is what you said, where it was just like, that would be like if we got on the stream and I was like, I now hate Alex. <laughs> it's just like, which is true. I do. Alex and I have a ton of heat. Yeah. This is strictly um, a very professional <laughs> relationship, as you can tell by um, mm -hmm. Alex putting on glasses and saying, do, 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 and things yep. like that. It's true. Um, I just, I, 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 it's hard to buy into something when you don't know why they're fighting at all. I like forgot. At all. There was a very important um, backstage segment in which uh, Chase U shows up. Andre. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Chase says it's a teachable moment, and then his little, his little, uh, his I don't know, what what it, his sidekick teacher's is there with him. Pet. His teacher's pet is there. I wanna be teacher. Um, and it's like something, something. He says something, something. Ben Franklin or whatever. And then Grayson Waller says, "Ben Franklin, who'd he ever beat?" Which I guess That's is the funniest funny. thing Grayson Waller's ever said. So. That is funny because. I don't think Ben Franklin has beat anybody in a wrestling ring. Um, Grayson Waller shouldn't, but I, I guess like what what do you think the actual reason is for them out of frigging nowhere being like we 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 gotta break these guys up? Like not in kayfabe, because there's zero reason for it in kayfabe, but like out of nowhere, they're just like we can't we can't have these guys together. Um, I thought they were like maybe gonna turn Grace and face for no reason. Um, but no, no, they want to keep him heel 
They don't, they're definitely not interested in the Sanga face run. So it feels to me like they were like, well, we should figure out a way to write Sanga off TV. He's not ready for television. So maybe they're like, let's take him off TV for a while until he is. I don't know what the hell it is. Um, Mark Walser saying, imagine being Grayson Waller being told, make Sanga look good. I don't care about him at all, but that has a sting. Yeah, no, that can't be yeah. good. Um, I want to emphasize that I don't know anything for sure. I got a lot of messages today that assume that Sean tells me everything, every story that's coming to Fightful Select. He doesn't. Um, the only things that I ever have known are because they broke while we were on air or while we right. were about to go on air. So I don't know anything. Yeah. But because we saw a lot of talent that we don't normally see. Yeah. And because there were some things that don't make sense. And because they normally do some cuts after WrestleMania, I'm wondering if this was like a last ditch effort with some guys or um, certain people were maybe watching about call-ups or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, cause this was just such a random card. Mm -hmm. Like Breaker didn't fight. Cameron Grimes didn't fight. Mandy Rose didn't fight. Like none of the champions were fighting. Um, so that was like kind of what my gut was, was like maybe they're going to let Sangha go or they're going to call Grayson Waller up or something to that effect. Cause this is so sudden and weird. Um, but I, I I don't know. I I wish there was something more sound to that reasoning. Be, but like they do stuff that makes no sense all the time. So I just <laughs> I don't know. It was weirdly urgent. If yeah. Grayson Waller was going after anyone after that gauntlet match, it should have been Bibbins because he was doing his dance <laughs> ringside. <laughs> um. See, there you go. He's still, he's still angry. He's still angry. He's still angry. Buster, let me tell you, can't stand Saga. Like, yeah. just, he won't shut up about it. It's so annoying. Yeah. Um. So, uh, we got we got our Legato del Fantasma versus GYV match. Um. We got some some humper chats and super chats about GYV becoming. Gibson and Drake. The Nerd Guru says generic old Brits is them now, says Buster. Hey, what's over there? Says wait until Gibson and Drake meet Butch. Uh, the batter to one jam beard says Gibson and Drake sounds like a college drink mix. JW Pringle says Gibson and Drake is a 70s cigarette brand. Please send us all your Gibson and Drake <laughs> blanks. Please do. The end of the age says now they're called Gibson and Drake. If they get called to the main roster, why do I feel like their gimmick will be them as barristers wearing powdered wigs and robes? Ah! <laughs> Point that... of order, sir. Don't... The gentleman has the floor. If that comes to life, I'm blaming you. Yeah. I, will... I am coming after you. No. I don't like it. Um, yeah, so, uh, gosh, uh, what, I'm sorry, I lost my place here. <laughs> There's so many of these and they're all, okay. Um, uh, uh, 
Hollywood said over there says, I think that Bruce and Vince just found out about Pinky Blinders. Because I think Gibson and Drake are going to be in a faction with Seamus, Butch, and Ridge. Yeah, just everybody who comes from that basic area of Europe, just all just throw them all together. Just if you have an accent. That's yeah. it. Just and Josh, Josh Cardenas says, uh, since all the stupid name changes, Alex Pulowski, uh, the sour one, pause Alexander. And uh, and Kate Elizabeth is Bangs McFrost. Bangs McFrost. Yeah, I feel like I should be like first name Bangs McFrost. You know what I mean? Right. Um. So, um, th there. Uh, this match was a match. Um, GYV. Uh, I'm always going to call him that because that's what they like. The, the idea is like. You just you ruined Zach Gibson's first promo on the main roster, because every time you ever first introduced to the, to the Grizzly Young Veterans, you need to have Zach Gibson go, "We are Grizzled Young Veterans." We you have to actually have him do it because it's fucking awesome when he does it. Um, so now it's he's kind of like, like war games. Like we are Drake. And Gibson, it doesn't actually work. Um, anyway, um, uh, they lose this match to Legato uh, del Fantasma. Um, uh, they just fucking lose it. The whole point of the match, Kate, seemed to me to be hey. We weren't in the gauntlet match, and therefore, since we didn't get beat last week, and we believe we would have won that thing to begin with, we get a title shot versus you, pretty deadly. And then Legato says, ah, we were in that gauntlet match last week. We did get pinned, but we deserve a title match. So they have a title match. They have a, a, a number one contenders match so to speak, and then you put GYV over. That seems to mean what you do, but you don't. Instead, you just had them talk a bunch of shit about how they should have should have been in the, in the gala match last week, but they lose anyway. And then they lose uh, to, to Legato de Fantasma, but Legato de Fantasma isn't doing anything really with, um, with GYV. They're involved in a thing with Briggs, uh, with, with Double Vest and the Beach, uh, and and, and double vest in the beach's kid sister or whatever the fuck Fallon's supposed to be, because um, they have a big brawl after the match, um, and there's going to be a six person intergender tag match next week uh, on the go home show for spring breaking, uh, which we just found out about in next like, week's the go home. Kate, you had a fantastic tweet trying to explain what the hell's going on with the. With with the NXT tag division and this thing right here, like it was very important that Legato del Fantasma beat Grizzle Young Veterans, so they could immediately jump into a feud with Double Vest of the Beach. Does that mean anything if they beat them? No, not really. But let's just keep on going. Should we talk about it? Should we talk? Yeah, about sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's not that new, but like. Okay, so the Creeds won the Dusty Cup, right? And who did they beat? Uh, they beat MSK. They beat MSK. And then they have this 
program with Imperium that was really well built out. And you had Roddy and Walter, because he's Walter, and you had the Creeds, and you had Eichner and Ludwig Van, whatever you vote captain last name they're trying to avoid, yes. and whatever. Right? It was like really great story. And then MSK was just like, but we wanna. And so they were like, all right, guys, it's a triple threat. Just, uh, you know, you don't have to kidnap anybody's dad. You can just sneeze the right way and you get yeah. to be in a championship match. And then at the most important show of the year, which two and a half weeks later means literally nothing yeah. Yeah. at all. And I think it's going to mean even less because I really think Cameron Grimes might just drop the title. Mm-hmm. Um, they put over MSK regardless of real life circumstances, regardless of the fact that they didn't earn their way into the match, and regardless of the fact that they don't know whether they were going to be heel or face because they did some weird drug trip where they went to find a shaman and they were getting their asses booed out of the building as faces before that. So they thought, you know what? Despite the real world circumstances revolving these guys not knowing if they are face or heel and truly nothing left to do here in NXT... Those guys are getting the title. And what happened? They got vacated before they could even be back on television. And one of them had to get released because of those real-world implications. I don't know. And then they call up Imperium. So the logical thing that they have told us, right? This was where last week's rant was. Mm-hmm. Was simply that it must go to the creeds and this gauntlet match. They're the only people that you, by your own logic, have said are championship worthy, but they give it to Pretty Deadly. Ah, but you know what? Pretty Deadly attacked the Creeds in the parking lot. Surely there is also personal venom for the fact that they attacked them in the parking lot and were also yes boy hackers. But despite the fact that the Creeds have never had their one-on-one title shot, despite the fact that Pretty Deadly has attacked them in the parking lot, we're not going to get that. We are instead going to get a serial killer yeah, and Duke Hudson who don't actually like each other and neither do either of their significant others, but they're frenemies. And because they like to see who makes out harder, these two are supposed to tag against the, the, the tag championship or the, yeah, the tag champions because they are friends with the people who they make out with they're getting a title shot joe gacy is kidnapping and like threatening murder and feeding people to druids for a tag title shot when you can just decide because the guy i make out with is like adjacent to the guy that my friend makes out with they should get a title shot alex i'm so tired let me explain no, there is too much. Let me sum up. Buttercup is Mary Humperdinck a little less than half an hour. Um, that you, you can't you can't explain it. It's it's uh it's it's terrible. Uh and Tongate says Gibson and Drake is the name of a Dickensian bank partnership. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Drake, uh, Mr. Gibson, how much money have we made today? <laughs> um Orion Ben 666 says, How can we make sense of the script sports entertainment wise if they don't make storytelling sense? Every storyline NXT had ready made, they sabotaged themselves. Office space trying to get fired. 
I didn't receive my paycheck this week. <laughs> uh, I'm going to set the building on fire. <laughs> I believe you have my stapler. Uh, Mark Losper says, I really need to see a group of random accents in the Peaky Binders faction. Veer and Walter doing Cockney accents, please and thank you. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, so, uh, so anyway, there's that. Um, we get, uh, Carmelo Hayes and Santos Escobar in the best match of the night, which even then had some really wonky stuff happen to it. There was a bunch of like slips and weird mistimings. There was supposed to be a Spanish fly, which Carmelo Hayes did a Spanish fly, but, um, but, but Santos just took it as though it was a flatliner. So I don't know what that the hell was that weird. was. There was weird looking at one point, like Santos, like backed into the ropes and his foot got slipped on the apron skirt and he fell down, but then got back up. And Santos was just like there waiting for him to do his move to him. It was There were some botchy things, but all in all, it was the best match of the night because it's Santos and Carmelo Hayes. Then, Kate. Then, Kate. Um, yes, Santos, Santos is on the outside. And there's a guy who stands up next to him. And he's wearing a really ill-fitting black pinstripe suit. And a, and a white shirt and a red tie and a, and a little fedora. And Santos looks at him like, what the hell are you doing? And the camera caught his face for a second. That He looked like a high schooler. He was so young. And then another guy, the same basic age looking, creeps up from behind him and, and hits a tire iron to the back of Santos's knee and flings him into the, to the, to the ring so Carmelo can do his jumping axe kick thing off the top rope and get a victory. Uh, what I want to know is, obviously, these are Tony D'Angelo's new henchmen or whatever. But what I want to know is, why did he go to a local high school's production of Guys and Dolls to hire them? Like, it's just like, I got the horse right here. His name is Paul Revere. And the man says that if the weather's clear, can do. Can do. Like, what? Like, they, they look like children wearing their father's suits. Like... If if it was actually, if you were actually going to say, hey, let's give some henchmen Tony Tony D'Angelo, dress them like they're actually from the modern day mafia, not like they're from like a what a, the nineteen fifties Broadway would conceive of what the mafia should look like. It's so ridiculous, so ridiculous. Um, yes, but I also think you underestimate that mob life starts early. Okay, and sometimes mob life doesn't treat you well, and you need to hand me down. From either within the family or from uh, the local high school, either one. Um, but yeah, it. I, but I will say, what we got later with the fish was amazing. Yes, good old reliable Tony, 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 Tony D. Angelo. Um, <laughs> I was in a production of uh, of Guys and Dolls. So was my sister. Everybody was in the production of Guys and Dolls. It's um, true. So I know a what, lot of the lines from Guys and Dolls because I was my sister's younger sister. I also know a great deal of Harvey and every other thing she was in and all the boy parts to every Disney song because I had to sing those. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So anyway, Tony Tony D'Angelo walks out and, um, and they're like, hey, what do you... Do you know anything about what happened, Santos? 
Hey, why why would I do anything when he's been so respectful to the dawn? Maybe it was just a couple of couple of goombas trying to make a name for themselves. Oh, hey, is this does this happen to be Legado del Fantasma's car? Okay. Uh and then he and he then we leave and then they they come out later, Legado del Fantasma does, and there's a boot on the car and a giant salmon wrapped in newspaper on the windshield. And and Santos looks at it and goes, a dead fish. Like, is it was it was like for the blind people watching? Like, like I think we all knew it was a dead fish. Um, if, if you had him like find a note that says like Santos Escobar sleeps with the fishes or whatever, maybe I don't know, but Jim's just like, looking at it and going, dead fish. Which is so ridiculous. Oh, I love that. I oh, love so it. funny, so funny. Hey, you know what's great about salmon as a dish? It's protein packed. Oh, it's it protein packed, mm. and it's good to have protein at every meal. But sometimes, Alex, it's just so difficult to have it, it in the morning. If you're sick of eggs, it's like I would much prefer cereal. Oh, only there was some protein-packed cereal that Sean Ross Sapp could tell you about right now. Good news, Magic Spoon fans. You know one of those flavors you loved growing up? Honey Nut. It's there. Magicspoon.com. They have it. It's delicious. I ate it this morning. It's wonderful. If you're trying to eat better, but healthy breakfast is kind of boring to you, Magic Spoon has you covered. It's got those amazing flavors like Honey Nut, but without all the bad stuff. It's great as a snack throughout the day as well. Zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, and only 140 calories per serving. Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and you can build your own box. Available flavors include cocoa, fruity, frosted peanut butter, cookies and cream, maple waffle, blueberry, cinnamon, and honey nut. It's going to be added permanently? Honey nut is added permanently? What are you waiting on? Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Grab a custom bundle. Use our promo code Fightful to save $5 on your order. And how about this? They're so confident that you're going to like it. They've got a money-back guarantee. So if you hit them up and say, I don't like delicious cereal, they'll say, all right, here's your money back. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. You got big dreams. You want fame? Well, fame costs. And right here is where you start paying in sweat. Nah. Hey, look, a dead fish. <laughs> um, yeah, wait, we also need to talk about the new Magic Spoon ad. And what is Sean's shirt in that ad? I don't know. It kind of looks like he's like a Grateful Dead stoner. I'm Could so be. intrigued. Mark Wasper says, theme song for the new henchman. It's a hard mob life for us. It's a hard mob life for us. Um, uh, hate what's that over there says Vince Russo should be the head of Tony D'Angelo crime family. And I'm 60% sure that Russo is booking NXT 2.0. Uh, no, Vince Russo should not be anywhere near anything that I want. Vince Russo should not. No. Um, Josh Weaver says, speaking of musical theater, I have my first audition since pre pandemic 2019 next week. Well, break legs, Josh Weaver, break legs, um, break all the legs. Yeah. Which I didn't know. Do you know why they say that? You probably do. Um, well, the way I heard uh, was because uh, it, it's, uh, it's like to reverse jinx it or whatever. Oh, I, I heard it was so that you get cast. Like, break a leg so you get the cast. I think that's probably like a 
Maybe. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Don't no sell me on that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I'm not sure. I I, I like it. I've heard that before. I just I uh I don't I don't really go in for that one. That's what Alex said. Yep. Like, no. uh, Mark Quill says, too bad we'll never get that Sour Patch Kids sponsorship and have ad reads from there. Who says we won't? Yeah, we might. I don't want know. money, though. I just want I want the loot. I want. Yep. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, uh, so um, you know how Roxy uh, was the uh, women's champion of ROH? Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Now she's a gamer, and that's her entire character, which is the way that Cora Gage skateboards. She likes to play video games, and then the heels get to make fun of her for that. Um, Roxanne Perez play like I when I was when I was a child. It's so funny they they show her as a as a kid, and it's just her now wearing pigtails. Yeah, and then and they show then they show her now without the pigtails, and she's still playing the same game uh, in the same room. Um, but she says uh, so. She's like I used to play as myself uh, in 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 the in the wrestling games. And now everyone said that that was as close as I'd ever get. Well, I'll show them when I make my debut next week. Psych, because backstage she's getting interviewed, and then Toxic Attraction walks up, and uh, they talk down to her, and they say, and she's like, um, "Well, thanks for the advice." And they go, "Well, what about it? What, what an attitude you've got? Hey, how about you have your match uh, uh, this week?" And says J.C. Jane, and Roxy's like, "Okay, I guess I'll go get changed. See you out there." <laughs> So that's what they did. I can't emphasize enough that that's all it takes to have a match on NXT and that Joe Gacy is committing multiple felonies. Yeah. But I actually didn't hate the vignette. I hate that it'll probably make her super two-dimensional, but I thought there was like at least a sincerity behind it. Yeah. It wasn't like, Hey, she's a musician and a nunchuck wielder and mm-hmm. a bouncer and stuff. Like it was a little more streamlined, but I'm sure she'll be coming out with like blue light glasses and controllers and a gaming chair next week. <laughs> Mark Losper says the term break a leg might be tra- traced back to the Elizabethan language. To break a leg in Shakespeare's time meant literally to bow by bending at the knee. Basically, it's for luck. There you go. See? Well, there you go. Uh, there you go. Um, so uh, Roxy uh, has her first match um, against Stacey Jane, uh, but she did like was singled out by uh, Mandy Rose to talk shit to. So I guess she's going to get a title shot sooner or later. Um, um, she, she had the match. She looked good in it. Um, she's a very good wrestler. That's why she was our weight champion, even though she is very young. Um, uh, Shock29 says, I guess my thing with Roxy is she can work circles around most women in WWE, not just NXT, but she's a gamer girl who only won thanks to Wendy Chu, who shows up on the, on the screen, on the big screen and says, Hey, JC, hey, everybody. I just snuck into your locker room and I took all the couch cushions off the couch and I turned over the coffee table. Bet you're really upset now, huh? And then uh, Roxy won with a Canadian Destroyer. This was bad. Yeah. Um, Brendan Tungate uh, says, uh, why would they do that to Roxy? Just let her be great. I don't watch NXT, and yet I am 100% sure Sour Graps is a far better show. It is. It is. Um, We are, however, the greatest show in the world. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Josh Weaver says, are we going to get Roxanne's Twitch vignettes now? I mean, I don't know. 
I just don't understand why you have someone debut and then make it about someone and something else. Yeah. And also, like, not great, but like, as far as vandalism goes, just mm. taking a couple cushions off and turning mm. over a table. That feels like the most Wendy Chu way to cause destruction. I'll give mm. that. It's like, just yeah. like a little bit of inconvenience. Yeah. Mark Losper says, Is there a world where Vince puts a title on an ex ROH women's champion in their first title match? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, the Nerd Guru says, once the four horsewomen all move on or retire, Lacey Evans, Mandy Rose, and Tiffany Stratton will be all three women's singles champions, a.k.a. the end. Blocked. Muted. Kicked out. Um, there's a, there's a, uh, um, a, a diamond mine promo backstage, Kate. There it is. Uh, where, um, where apparently Ivy Nile is in, Europe, is in England, like facing people in NXT UK uh, right now. Or she taped uh, something three three months ago, and they're finally going to start showing her episodes. Uh, I'm not really <laughs> sure which is which. Uh, but Ro uh, Roddy is over there, like working the heavy bag, and like, hey, hey, tell her to kick ass or whatever. We're sitting, we're sitting over there to dominate or whatever. And so basically, he starts talking shit to, to, to Malcolm, who's just great in this because he just, <laughs> just yeah, sure, whatever, Roddy. Um, and uh, and 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 Roddy's like. Maybe I'm going to have to start teaching lessons to everybody to make sure they're all in the diamond mind that I created. I'm the leader. Uh, and then he walks away and, and, uh, and Malcolm uh, appears to be very, very, very angry about something. I'm not really sure what, but, uh, but yeah, that was uh, a very, it was the thing. It was the thing that happened. I, I love Malcolm Bivens. So. I'm not going to say no to Malcolm Bivens being on my screen, but I think he should be on my screen more. Also, like... <laughs> what happens every week? Like, a month ago, we talked about the things that were the most over at NXT, and they were Braun Breaker, and they were Carmelo, and they were Diamond Mind. Yep. And they were like, Braun Breaker's going to get kidnapped, Carmelo's going to lose his title, and Diamond Mind, we're going to mm -hmm. break up now? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> because you, no, no one's allowed to have friends. The batter to one jam beard says, ah, yes, NXT high school. The gamer girl, the skater girl, and the loner sleepy girl are going to be in a six-person feud with the bitchy pretty girls. Yes, the girl who always wears her pajamas to school absolutely hangs out with the gamer girl and the skater girl in NXT high school. That is actually very true. That's a thing that they absolutely do. Yes. Um, we got a Cora Jade promo where she talked about Natalia showing up and, and whatever. And like... She, Hey, I am the future, but the future isn't bleak. Also, here's this picture of me with Natty when I had braces, and I'm going to dramatically tear it in half and okay. walk away. What I couldn't handle was I immediately checked out because her opening line was, when Natty came out, my heart literally stopped. And I was like, no, it did not literally no, stop. We saw you. You were fully conscious the whole time. You weren't even in an arrhythmia. Like, you were just in a normal place. Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be... And it is high school, so I am here to start drama. No, I think there's going to be a, a sincere issue with the similarities between Roxy and Cora Jade. And um, I think because of Roxy's experience already, um, like she might surpass her a little more quickly than they want her to. So they need to go back to adjusting her booking to be something that makes sense. Because I feel like they have very similar 
dispositions, their characters are going to be not that far apart if she's like going to be a gamer girl. So they just have to be careful of not creating the exact same thing like copied and pasted. Because that's going to be bad. Mark Losper says, did the boat show up in NXT again? The the boat, I, I fear, is uh, is uh, docked in NXT for the time being. Although she's doing something on SmackDown, too. So we get to see Natty twice a week. Won't that be fun for everybody? Um, I like Natty. <laughs> not this much. Nobody likes her this much. Um, here's the thing. Natty had a match with Tatum Paxley, who we've only ever seen lose. Uh, and Tatum Paxley took her to the limit. Like almost all the offense was gotten in on Natty by Tatum Paxley. And then uh, Natty like dodged a run at and flung her into the turnbuckles and then put the sharpshooter on her and then won. Um, and there were chants of Natty's going to kill you. Uh, Nurguru says, Natty's going to kill you chants. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills, which by the way, are the drugs that the CWC crowd are on. Nothing makes sense and everything sucks. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, that, um, that all checks out. Uh, Natty isn't there. She's not like violent. She's not like Lady Samoa Joe. She's a heart. She's not there to kill you. I, I don't know what, um, what this was supposed to do. What was this supposed to do? Because whatever it was supposed to do missed it. Like, I don't feel like it made, um, Tatum looked particularly great. And uh, certainly Natty didn't like need the win. So I'm just, <laughs> like a little bit confused. Yeah. Uh, Mark Losper says, the boat loves to sell, then win suddenly. Uh, the, 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 the boat. Just, just the boat the, now. The boat is obviously in a feud with Cora Jade. I feel like that's probably... Um, the, that's probably the, um, um, the way they're going to go for spring breaking. Um, but after this match, she was interviewed backstage and she gets run up on by Nikita Lyons. Um, but, uh, so Nikita Lyons is like, uh, hey, you your blah, face blah, blah. just then was perfect. That's just I the just, whole episode. I don't know, like, uh, so <laughs> what are we doing with Nikita Lyons? She says she's got to, she's got to, once I'm done with, uh, with Last Legend, I'm coming after you. And then they just sit there for way too long while the camera doesn't cut. Um, but so is, is Natty going to beat? Nikita Lyons before she has a match with Cora Jade, or is she going to beat Cora Jade before she has a match with Nikita Lyons? If she loses to the first one, I don't understand why we're even having the second one. And I don't think she should beat either of them because the whole purpose of her being there is to ultimately lose and put over the younger stars. She's there to, to pull a female Dolph Ziggler. But there's no there's no championship for her to win, thank God. But like, what happened with Lash Legends? I don't know. Like, is she? My thinking is, is she going to have a a match with Natty, and Natty's going to win because Lash Legend is going to come in and edit and kick her again? <laughs> no, I don't know. 
Uh, Is she gonna two take kick her again? Um, yeah. Like that's the only thing I can think of is losses and wins aren't actually a thing in NXT. So one of them could win or lose via DQ. Um, Josh Weaver says the the. <laughs> Josh Weaver says the crowd was cheering for Natty and she told him to shut up. It's true. Um, you don't appreciate me enough. And then they appreciate her. And then she says, shut up, you. Sure. Um, well, heels are supposed to do that. And her I understand. <laughs> I understand. There's nothing I like better than when a heel who's like, uh, who's like, yes, that's right. You should love me. I mean, none of you are worthy of me, but thank you for your adulation. As opposed to just like, hey, shut up. You shut up too. All of you chanting for me, saying I'm going to kill somebody. Boo to you, fans. That was one thing I felt like pre-face turn Jericho was doing really well. Because everyone was like, what happens if everyone's cheering for his entrance of his music? And I'm like, yeah, he is a heel. is like an egomaniac. He should love right. that. Right. Um, yeah, I like it when heels showboat with that stuff but mark losper says if natty started referring to herself in the third person exclusively as the boat i would watch the show happily but she should always also talk in only nautical metaphors yes and then somebody should call her Bodie mcboat face and she mm -hmm. should be like how well, dare you very upset by that um hey wes lee was on the show this week he sure was. That, that was a singles that was... competitor, and we don't acknowledge why in the slightest. No, it's like it's, it's been kind of crazy since then. Deliver, and to be honest, I don't even know you know what I'm going. I'm kind of like lost. I appreciate him reacting in the way in kayfabe he should react to having his partner fired and having to give up his titles. In kayfabe, that character should react that way to that. It does suck they can't actually address what the hell's happening there, but okay. But then he gets walked up on by Zion Quinn, who says, you just need to get your act straight or something. It's like, and like, dude, I don't even know what that means. I don't think anybody here knows what that means, but I'll happily kick your ass tonight. And I was like, great. This is awesome. This is what they should be doing. Build a really exciting uh, underdog like flippy baby face guy that we can all root for do with him in NXT, what you did with Ricochet in NXT. And then I was like, what they're actually going to do though, is do with him in NXT, what they're, what they did with Ricochet on the main roster, which is to have him be really spectacular and lose. Cause he's small. Cause that's what yes. they did. He did really good stuff. He, he sold, he bumped his ass off. He made Zion Quinn look like a million bucks. But then what you're supposed to do with the undersized baby face that we all love is let him do something spectacular to get the win anyway. Not just have him lose to Zion Quinn in his first match as a singles competitor because that's stupid. It's so funny how often they use roll-ups and how often they get that wrong because that's like a small guy move that makes sense. It doesn't make total sense because you're supposed to apply your weight to someone when you're doing a roll-up properly. There's not like a ton of proper roll-ups done yeah. in WWE. Ironically, Shamrock Shake has a really good one. Um, but like they never let small guys go over, but they have that finish constantly used. But I also don't understand why you don't let the guy who's in chaos win. I think they they're 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 gonna make him lose a bunch of times to make us want to root for him. That's what they love to do. 
They do love to do that, but in a situation where he could have, it doesn't seem that way, but he could have in a very real way gotten reflective heat off of the situation. That just seems like a bad move. Luis is saying that uh, what, what he actually says, what he actually said was, you need to run it straight, which apparently is a catchphrase in Zion Quinn's theme song, which... I did not know he had a catchphrase in his theme song, and also it's a bad catchphrase. Um, so there, good, good. That's that's great. Um, now uh, we got an update. Uh, Von Wagner suspended. Ikemanjiro's out for a month after being yeeted into the third row, and Kushida. Well, we don't know what happened to Kushida on on cave and in kayfabe, but. He's gone. He's not in NXT anymore. And where can you read all about that, though? I had FIFA Select. Reported by FIFA Select, everybody. FIFA Select only five dollars a month to get all of your scoop skis and sour graps twice a week, uh, including stuff with her most of the time now. Um, Josh Cardenas says, "Do you guys think Io Shirai uh, talked to Kushida and said, Take me with you?'" And R26 <laughs> says, "Can Kushida smuggle Saray back to Japan?" Um, yeah, I. They never knew what to do with him there. Um, it was um, it was crazy how much hype there was for him when he when he when he first showed up, uh, and he spent um, the 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 latter part of his prime, just doing nothing in NXT, and that that sucks for him. And I'm I'm happy he's free. He gets to go back to Japan, be with family. Do stuff there. Maybe he'll show up in AEW a few times. He'll get to actually wrestle and look awesome, which is what he did every time they actually let him wrestle in NXT. But he hasn't been able to do that in months. So well, he's had to wear jackets and um, have like a double entendre. So it's hard to wrestle and do that. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, pretty deadly was walking backstage earlier in the evening. The Spice Boys. The Spice Boys. Yes, boy! Uh, and they come across uh, Indian Persia, and they hit on them because uh, because 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 they are um, pansexual. Let's just say that. Um, and uh, which isn't at all less um, uh, I'm, I'm sure really effeminate heterosexuals plays just as well with the Florida crowd as just making them gay would, would be, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying it's weird. Um, so, uh, they, they hit on, um, Indian Persia thinking that Indian Persia want to have a tag match with them. And if they have a match with them, they'll be able to, I don't know, have sex with them in the ring because why wouldn't they? It's NXT 2.0. They say, right. Oh no, we don't want a tag title match. Our men want a tag title match. And then, um, and then Dex and and uh, and du and Duke show up, and pretty deadly is like, oh oh no, we'll, we'll try we'll try and pencil you in some other time. But then the match is just made. They just fucking made the match. So Duke and and Duke and Dexter just had their first ever match together. Two guys who fucking hate each other have a first ever match as a tag team for the tag titles. Because because. Because why would it go to the team that won the Dusty Cup was the only team left in a triple threat from two and a half weeks ago and the ones that pretty deadly attacked? Why would it go to them, Alex? Yeah. Why? Um, that segment was trash. 
I don't know why sexual fluidity or pansexuality or whatever also means that monogamy is not a thing. I know pansexual people and gay people, and they all manage to wear a full shirt. Um, I'm just not like a fan of of the way the Spice Boys are. Maybe they maybe they just have very cold shoulders. Maybe their shoulders get chilly. They wear a nice shawl, but they forgot to wear a shirt. Perhaps. Um, the match between um, uh, Dexter and Duke versus Pretty Deadly is, I don't even know what to say about it. I don't even know what to say about it. Other than Pretty Deadly won. I don't, even know, I don't even know what to say about it. It happened, so there's that. Yeah. Mark Losper says, dude, they had tournament winners trade in a tag title shot to get a four-way for the women's title, which they lost. There are no rules here. The thing with this main event that was annoying was we didn't even get a can they coexist angle. We knew they couldn't coexist already. Yeah. You have legitimate tag teams. Like, what are you doing? I have no idea. Um, so we got we got tons and tons of super humper chats to read. Uh, right, and then through. we got we got some serious jukeboxing to do. So we're gonna finish that. We're gonna finish that leave seven for later, but where are we gonna go? Talking about Kushida. Hey, what's that over there? It says Kushida versus Hook. Book it, TK. Um, and Shaki29 says, and WWE wonders why it has trouble in Japan's market, in the Japan market. Yep, that's true. Um, Tom Lavalley says Kushida versus KOR at the NJPWAW Super Show. Uh, well, it hasn't been announced yet, but if such a thing were to exist. I can think of about 12 people I'd love for Kushida to fight. Um, yeah. Uh, talking about Natalia. Josh Weaver says, does this mean Natty has to carry Viking Raiders to the ring? Because every Viking needs a good boat. Um, Mark Losper says, mixed tag partner for the boat. Starboard dust. I was says, gonna tweet this, but then I didn't, and now I feel like I should have. I was just gonna tweet something like, "Little known fact: the sharpshooter, actually used by various members of her family." It's true. <laughs> I was like, "No, that's a shit move," and then now I'm like, "I should have," because you Mark guys are... says the oh. boat needs to feud with toxic attraction. <laughs> Mark Losper says new boat tag partner, Rock. C and C is spelled S E A. Get it? Ah, uh, he was said over there as manifesting Roddy, uh, eventually feuding with Hangman and AEW down the line. With the story being that Hangman is not the ROH young boy from when Audie was there 10 years ago. I would love it if Cody Rhodes came to fight him and he was gone. It was just the Cody Rhodes. Well, now that's it. I'm leaving. I can't. I was, I was only guy. here to. I was only here to win back the title they took from my daddy in the garden, and also wrestle Roddy Strong. And because I can't do both things, I'm leaving. Out of here. Uh. Shocky Twenty Nine says NXT gives me deja vu because I've heard all this BS before. Um and uh Mark Losper says Kate uh it, <laughs> meeting or NXT. He says if we choose NXT, you weren't in this meeting. 
At least NXT has wrestling. Actually, I'll take the meeting. <laughs> um, Ricardo, the Vot guy, says, I've been smoking weed all day, and I still think this episode of Two Point Odal Divas sucked. Correct. Um, Jake Salazar giving us an update from uh, an hour ago. Devin Booker has 31 points in the first half of the Phoenix Suns game. He's a very good player. Yes. Um, uh, JW Pringle says uh, it's 420 Eve. Don't forget to leave out papers and filters for Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson. <laughs> um, so uh, let's see here. I'm not even sure what this is re referencing. Mark Losper says, uh, sends Bill Alphabet a name, uh, a message. Vince is going to get to that when he gets to the 80s in his pop culture references. Sure, I'm not really sure. Uh, James Bowers says, Which late 80s pop culture phenomenon was Bruce and Vince introduced to this week? Well, I don't know. Just, I, what I did don't, we bring I don't, up? I don't know. Was it about spring breaking? Might be, yeah. Breaking to Electric Boogaloo, that's probably what it there is. There you go. Uh, Brandon Tungate says, By the sharpshooter, do you mean the ship shooter? Um, <laughs> yes. Yes, I yeah. do, Brandon. Yeah, Elvis Presley apparently is the thing they were referencing. Uh, what 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 Vince was talking about? Um, uh, Tom Lavalley says you watch because I won't. Here's five dollars I got to enjoy the chemistry between Taz and Excalibur with Eddie Kingston as well. Dark is always a delight. Yes, well, it's better than this. What about Eddie? Better than this. I um, love Eddie Partner. I'm very impressed. You guys are giving me a run for my money. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, uh, so um, uh, Chris Pereira says, um, see movie slasher flick vibes. Poor Saray, fake Braun Strowman. That's Sanga because he's wearing his bronze clothes. Braun! Dead fish, mob wars, maybe one and a half good matches. Gloriously bad. We didn't start the fire. <laughs> Um, Josh Weaver says that Ky Kyrie Sane should uh, send uh, Natty her captain's wheel. Um, and uh, the pirate of the boat. Shotkin twenty nine says, "Don't take the boat to seafood disco, or she'll pull a muscle." Ah, the world is her oyster. Um, <laughs> Ali C says, "Sleep with the fishes, boat." <laughs> what the hell have we done? What what are we doing here? NXT was so bad, people just want to make boat jokes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, How are we gonna tell Sean? Hey, sorry, we went a little over two hours because people were super chatting boat jokes. I don't, I don't know. I'm um, on audio tonight. It's James okay. Bowers says, uh, "Why do E stands think Mox would ever go back to WWE? What has changed out of creative that makes them think Mox would put himself through that?" People just think money is a thing that would make him go, but he, in his uh, like, how, talk, in his what, Jericho in interviews, said... He not be one of the top paid guys in AEW, though. It's not like they're going to, like, undercut him by several million dollars. Well, it, it, if you heard him talk... Well, first of all, he, he publicly said he's very happy in AEW. Secondly, when he did his talk, his Jericho interview, if you listen to it, he actually said... I had this moment in my head of if they said we would pay you $50 million a show or whatever, 
would I take it? What is there left for me here or whatever? And he was like, the answer was just no. And that was before AEW was in existence. Like he hadn't signed there. None of that. Um, so he was just going to go. He, all he wants to do is fight every wrestler in Japan. Like that, that's what it seems like. So I think he's not going, but I, you know, I never would have thought Cody would have either, but I would say there's less of a chance Mox does because that guy was like, I'm not fighting Mitch the plant. Thanks. NXC, baby, says Mark Losper. Uh, Mark Quill says, I went to a wrestling and a boat show broke out. <laughs> Alpha Bill says, I'm going to hit the bar and get ship-faced. Okay. You guys need uh, to now up them a level. It needs to be more specific boating jargon. Natalia is really riding the wave of momentum. Ah, I love him uh, so much. Yeah. Uh, uh, J.K. Schwal, since NXT 2.0 sucks, can we get an Alex Bucks playoff preview? Bucks in six. Uh, Bucks in five, maybe even four over the Bulls. Uh, Take Drew's terrible chat down, please. Thank you. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's what I'll say over that. And then uh, <laughs> that'll do it. That's that's the, that's you only get we only get one per per round. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna plan ahead, guys. It is too much. Here we go. Um, uh, Jake Salazar says, "I love you guys. Y'all are the greatest." But Alex, the Heat are coming for revenge on them Bucks. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the what the future of the playoffs hold. It's pretty good. Would Talking you say about... that the core of the Bucks is young? Yes. Well, not really. I mean, so, so you would their, say you would say they're young bucks. I would say they're yeah. I I, I know. I know. I, I get the joke. I, I get the joke. I'm not sure if I would say they're. Come young. on! Everybody else is making bow puns. You gotta let me jump in on something. Tungate says Natty <laughs> is renaming Persia to Portia. I like it. Minister Tosam says it's the it's best of all time, aka boat. Duh. Yeah, we get it. Uh, uh, Jacques says, I can't tell if Kate is happy or disappointed. I know Sean's gonna be disappointed. We're gonna go over time. Um, Jake Salazar says, It's not as stupid as AEW running beach break in damn February, spring breaking in May. Mark Quill says, Sorry to get serious for a second, but seeing Kate talk about anxiety the other day was really enlightening. And as someone who has their fair share of anxiety issues, being open about it is very encouraging. And I'm glad SGS exists where everyone is nice. Uh, yeah, I know that I also struggle with that occasionally. Um, so yeah, it is it is a thing, and and we are always uh, uh, we want to create a welcoming uh, place for everybody to to feel like they're among friends, no matter what's and, going on in your life. Might I say I was talking about that on the Battle of the Belts review because I was just having really bad, really bad anxiety all day, like panic attacks, not great. And there are very few places where I would feel comfortable enough to go on camera later that night and talk about wrestling. But in the same way that wrestling is an escape for a lot of you, it definitely was for me that night before I was watching battle of the belts. I put on Samoa Joe matches and just watched him chop the crap out of people. Um, but it's, it's a very difficult and vulnerable thing to do to get back on camera. And if we didn't have as great of a community as we do with the moderators that we have, I would have had to bail. There's no way I could have. So thank you guys for making it, a safe enough place where I felt like I could come do it and can talk about it. Yes. Uh, I, I, I agree. There's been some stuff that we've been going through, you know, buying a new house has been very stressful. So yeah, really? I just wanted to like, just 
shut myself down and just go cry. <laughs> That's weird. It seems like such a smooth and easy process. Yeah, it would. It would seem like that, but it's not. <laughs> um, uh, Alpha Bill says, I love my SGS friendships. Uh, that was a good one. Bad at one Jambeer says, you yacht to be kidding me with all these jokes. <laughs> Asian Joe says, an Italian mobster, some toxic, attractive women, and Drew is walking to a facility. That's the joke. NXT is the punchline. <laughs> Touche. Brennan Tungate says, really rooting for the Bucks and Celtics to win best series in the playoffs, in my opinion. Sure, we'll get there eventually. All right, here we go. Um, I think that's all those. And now we'll read some more of these. I think that's it. Okay, that's good. Now, here we go. Now we're into the jukebox, people. No more super chats. We're definitely going over time. We're mad capping them right I've here. I've already told Sean, you guys won't stop sending boat puns. So we're going to get a couple more minutes out of this thing, maybe. I don't know. So Shotkin, who was asking if I was proud or disappointed, I'm proud of all of you. I'm disappointed in myself that I have not been able to participate more. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, in honor of the newly named Drake and Gibson, can we get Regal singing the Drake and Josh theme song? I don't. I don't even. I don't. I don't even know what that is. But here we go. Um, it's uh, William Regal singing the Drake and Josh theme song <clears throat> well i never thought it'd be so simple but i found a way i found a way and i always thought it'd be too crazy but i found a way i found a way mrs shivani if you open up your mind see what's inside it's going to take some time to realign but if you look inside i'm sure you'll find over your shoulder you know that i told you i'll always be picking you up when you're down so just turn around mrs shivani war games he has his own podcast coming out called The Gentleman Villain, and Jeremy's going to have to listen to it. <laughs> Ricardo the Bot Guy says, Rising Ties Raid is all ships. Uh, okay. Um, Tony D's Country Corner is Blue Eye Crying in the Rain by Willie Nelson. Uh, okay. In the twilight glow, I see blue eyes crying in the rain when we kiss goodbye and parted. I knew we'd never meet again. Love is like a dying ember. Only memories remain. Through the ages, I'll remember blue eyes crying in the rain. Someday when we meet up yonder, we'll stroll hand in hand again. In a land that knows no parting, blue eyes crying in the rain. Blue eyes crying in the rain. Blue eyes crying in the rain. Blue eyes crying in the rain because I beat them. Anyway, Gabagool. Uh, thank you. That was from J.W. Pringle, of course. Um, uh, Ricardo wanted to hear William Regal do the Thunder Rolls by Garth Brooks. <laughs> also, uh, he says, I love Kalex. Well, we love you. And uh, this is why we're going to have Garth Brooks sung by William Regal. <clears throat> 3.30 in the morning, not a soul in sight. The city's looking like a ghost town on a moonless summer night. Raindrops on the windshield as a storm moving in. He's heading back from somewhere that he never should have been. And the thunder rolls. 
and the thunder rolls. <laughs> Every light is burning in a light across town. She's pacing by the telephone in her faded flannel gown, asking for a miracle, hoping she's not right, praying it's the weather that keeping him mad all night. And the thunder rolls, and the lightning strikes, and the love of love grows cold on a sleepless night. As a love, a stone blows out of control. Deep in her heart, the thunder rolls, Mrs. Shivani. Uh, war games. I like the addition of Tony Shivani now that he switched brands. <laughs> <laughs> um, now uh, they want you to sing one. No, are come you on. looking at this? They want you to say they want it. Are you in there? They want you to sing Bo, uh, Alexa Bliss by Bowling for Soup as the New York Princess. I don't know it. Well, dude, I don't know half of these songs. I'm just doing it in the dang voice. Well, maybe Moni has a little more integrity than you do. All That's right, I'm impossible. I have all the integrity in the world. Wow. All right, let me call it up. He saw me for the first time in Columbus, but she was with her friends and I was on a tour bus. A few months later, she was wearing my shirt in a photo shoot. I didn't even know she was famous. How could someone be so pretty and so dangerous? She's only five, five feet tall, maybe five two in her wrestling boots. And I hear she can even sing. She's the champ of everything. Why can't every girl be more like Alexa Bliss? How can a chick on TV make me feel like this? She's got a finishing move called the Twisted... Holy lazy lyric. She's got a, min a finishing move called the Twisted Bliss. And it's like my heart is caught in a sleeper hold. They literally just said like her finishing move is yep, called... That's true. But they're called that's bowling so for weird. soup. That's they're called bowling for point. soup, you know? That's a very good point. Um, so... Uh, we, uh, Jaden Fox says, hey yo, having kind of an extremely crappy day. Calyx rule, may I please get Linda and Sheila's thoughts on the My Little Pony? Keep up the good work. So well, you know, I I day. always want it. I, yeah, of course. That's terrible. But allow us to, you know, make your life better. Uh, yeah, the My Little Pony, of course. Uh, I, I did not, I was far too old. So I did not play with the My Little Ponies when I was younger. Uh, I had nieces, of course, who liked the My Little Ponies. The thing about them is, I don't know if you know this, but they come with little brushes and you could brush their long tails. The, the tails, the, the, the actual hair, you could brush the tails and you could brush their, what do you call it, the, the mane. You could brush the mane. They also have very, uh, they, they have uh, funny names like Princess Twinkle Toes and things like that. That's all I know of the My Little Pony. Also, they're little. That's that's what I know. I believe Princess Twinkletoes is what that nasty Jim Cornette calls Kenny Omega. That is true. Which is He's, I do not like him at all. I do not like that Jim Cornette, not one. No. But the My Little Ponies, I believe husband number four of yours, his daughter, your brief stepdaughter until the split, mm. uh, was very into the My Little Ponies. And there's a whole weird, what is it, a subculture they call it? Bronies. The bronies. Yes. They're very odd. Something seems a little off about some of the bronies, but we're not here to shame anyone. No, it's no, just... there'll be no shaming. No, but sometimes you see these them at the conventions because you know, my Moni, when she was little, she loved going to the, the Comic Con and you would see them there, and they seemed a little suspicious some of the times. But that's all I know of the my little ponies. They're they're little and they're mine. <laughs> 
Charlie Nolt says, at a King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard and Spelling Show, rather than watching NXT, how was it? Bad, good, hot, horny, or all of the above? Uh, all of the above. No, good was on Not there. good, not good. Three of the four things. King wasn't Lizard. Even wasn't even that hot or horny. No, it was bad. That band rules, by the way. More, uh, more like boating for soup, am I right? Okay, last one. Uh, Jake Salazar sent in a huge... Um, uh, a huge uh, uh, humper chat requesting William Regal to sing Boot Scoot and Boogie. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to do that. Um, James Barra says, as a longtime Bulls fan, I, I still smart over how they did Tibbs many, did Tibbs dirty many years ago. Uh, Tibbs does himself dirty every place he goes. That, that old, that Tibbs. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Brooks and Dunn, Boot Scoot and Boogie. Out in the country past the city limits side, when there's a honky-tonk near the county line, the joint starts jumping every night when the sun goes down. They got whiskey, women, music, and smoke. Mr. Giovanni. It's where all the cowboy folk go to boot, scoot, and boogie. I got a good job. I work hard for my money. When it's quitting time, I hit the door running. I fire up my pickup truck and let the horses run. I go flying down that highway to that hideaway. Stuck out in the woods to do the boot scootin' boogie. Yeah, heel toe, dosy do, come on, baby, let's go boot scootin'. Oh, Cadillac Blackjack, baby, meet me out back, we're gonna boogie. Oh, get down, turn around, go to town, boot scootin' boogie. Mr. Shivani. The idea of William Regal and a pickup truck that's backfiring is hysterical to me. Nathan Fraser got another vignette. It's the same vignette. Nathan Fraser's coming eventually. Yes. Nice. Uh, Mark Fr Mark Losper says, tough crowd. Feels like I've been thrown overboard. Well, you guys have gone overboard with the Super Chats. They're cut off because we're, yeah, we're, we're done. done. We're, we're done. done, fam. We're done. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll be back tomorrow, tomorrow to do uh, on this very channel talking about uh, AW. You're going to be on a different channel. What's that channel? I'm going to be at Mark Order Pod. Uh, mm -hmm. We talk all things all elite over there. Fridays with Sean Ross Sapp doing AW Rampage and SmackDown. Keep an eye out. I might have some more stuff coming up on Fightful as well. And occasionally when there's things like a wrestling wedding. As terrible as yesterday's was, I join Alex, who does the Fightful Select Sour Graphs on Mondays and Fridays for Raw and SmackDown. Everything sucks. Everything sucks. Keep cool, Gabagools. <laughs>